1: Welcome, everyone, to the Believe in Bingo podcast. Adam Pacman Jones couldn't be with us today, but in his stead, we have Hall of Fame safety Steve Atwater joining us
2: today. Steve, how you doing, my man? Oh man, so, I'm doing great. I'm glad, glad to be on with you. I appreciate the invite. Uh, yeah, all is well, except for we didn't get the win yesterday. I know, I know. <laughs> and we're going to get to chop that up. But first I want everybody to know that
1: today's show is presented by Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Online remains the number one spot for all of your basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Believe50 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports bet online where the game starts let's get back to of course 11 years in the national football league you spent 10 seasons with the denver broncos and i know you're doing some work there with them now doing some broadcasting they keeping you in house steve tell first of all tell everybody what you've been doing with the denver broncos
2: well uh my official title is manager of fan development um with that i do uh, some interactions with our sponsors, season ticket holders, uh, some of the team's partners. Uh, matter of fact, we got a few different businesses that we're going to go around to tomorrow and kind of spread some holiday cheer. That's great. Uh, it'll be me, the cheerleaders, uh, miles, and uh, a lot of folks in the sponsorship department. Uh, we, we did it last year. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, so we do some of that, uh, some community service stuff, uh, interact some with the players, not very much because of COVID right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just a couple of uh, shows that we do throughout the week. Uh, Yeah, it's a real fun job. Have a great time doing it. And uh, yeah, love it here in Colorado, too.
1: Well, you've always represented the Denver Broncos very well. Ten of your 11 NFL seasons as a Hall of Famer with the Denver Broncos and a two-time Super Bowl champion, man. uh, everything that was meant to be done, you did it, and you did it with great class and dignity. I want to talk about this game Sunday in Denver. The Cincinnati Bengals went down there. Both teams had a 7-6 and six record, Steve. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, they were as evenly matched as I've seen any two teams trying to get into this playoff race. In the end, what proved to be the difference?
2: Well, I, I think just uh, Joe Burrow's mobility, uh, mm-hmm. and also, they, they you guys were able to make a big play, uh, when, when you really needed it. Uh, I think that that was the in the end, that's what what decided the game, and also made some clutch field goals. And yeah. uh, defense played extremely well. Uh, I thought our defense played well, offense did okay. That's kind of the way we've been doing. We've look, been yeah. looking up and down offensively, unfortunately. Uh, and then with the injury to Teddy Bridgewater, I'm sure that affected a lot of the guys just in terms of, uh, um, you know, just wanting him back out there and and you know concerned about their quarterback. Uh, but I thought Julak came in, did well, uh, especially the first series where he was able to connect with Tim Patrick on the touchdown pass. Yeah. Uh, but we just still just didn't have that rhythm that I think we needed to to get over the hump.
1: Yeah, you, you mentioned it that 56-yard touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd, that kind of oh. broke the game. Right. open. And I'm gonna tell it. you, I backs there, boy. Oh, and you know what? I was really surprised because. You guys, this was as tough a game for the Cincinnati Bengals, given the talent they have in Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. I'm going to tell you, man, the Denver Broncos defense matched up with them as well as any defense I've seen all season long um, because I was kind of concerned. Patrick Sertan, man, he's playing well. You guys got a safety tandem that I think is as good as any in the National Football League. Um, so what were you expecting coming into this game? Uh, Patrick Sertan, obviously, that first round pick, I thought he would be locked up with Jamar Chase. And so I really wasn't
2: sure how this thing was going to shake out, man. Yeah, neither, neither was I. I. I was thinking it was going to be a, a, uh, a game where uh, the team that was able to move the ball offensively would, would, would be able to, uh, you know, win the football game. But both teams, it seems like throughout the season, they've been up and down. You know, uh, yeah. you guys have experienced that. I saw the game you played against Baltimore. You guys dominated Baltimore and then came back and lost against some teams where yeah. you feel like you should have won. And we did the same thing. We, You know, we, we went into Dallas and played the Cowboys uh, extremely well. And, you know, we've gotten up for some big games, but some of the other games where, I feel like uh, I thought we were going to come in and dominate. We, we really didn't play as well, yeah. so I uh, I thought that hey it would be kind of evenly matched there, and, and and it was that it was actually kind of boring the first half, uh, but you know once the second half got going things picked up a little bit and uh, got got a lot more exciting. But uh, still, I, I think it was a, a well matched, evenly matched ball game. And, uh, you know, I know fortunately for you guys, you were able to come out with the win. Unfortunately for us, uh, we we took the L and our playoff chances have diminished uh, quite a bit. Yeah, I think the Bengals feel
1: lucky to come out of Denver with a 15-10 to win. And uh, it seemed like things did change. First of all, our hearts and prayers go out to Teddy Bridgewater. Understand he's doing well. He's resting in the hospital. Um, But, man, why was things – able to, uh, I think the arrow was pointing up once Drew Locke came in, and I know Teddy is a great leader for that team, but Drew Locke is a high draft pick for this team as well, so why did, uh, why, did why is Teddy Bridgewater the mainstay at the quarterback position? Because I think a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans are saying, man, when Drew Locke came into the game, things tend to turn into mm-hmm. Denver Broncos' favor.
2: Well, I think Teddy Bridgewater is, you know, super consistent. He, you know, he, he's a low risk quarterback. Uh, he, you know, you saw yesterday, he will put it up down the field, but not not as frequently as a lot of fans want to see it. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: yeah.
2: Whereas Drew Locke, you know, that was kind of his thing. He's going to he's put slinging the ball it. Up. He's slinging yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. He's not afraid to put it up and, and give the receivers a chance to, to, to yeah. make plays on the ball. And I think that's uh, one of the frustrations that a lot of fans here have had is they, you know, from what I've heard from talking to people is that, you know, they would like to see Teddy Bridgewater put it up a little bit more, give the receivers an opportunity to make plays on the ball. Uh, and uh, just like Drew Locke, he threw it. It looked like Tim Patrick was covered. He was covered. That's, <laughs> That's right. Late. That's right. Great receivers. They make plays on the ball. And uh, he, he did that at that point. And I think uh, Broncos country was happy just for a short period of time there. Um, but, yeah, I think that uh, overall, when you look at Teddy Bridgewater's game, though, um you know he he's again. You look at his stats. His stats that's look, look great. Um, he's got a good grasp of the offense. He gets through his reads, get through his progressions, and all that. And I think uh, at least in training camp, I think Drew Locke was having a problem getting through the progression, getting you know for one, two, three. Uh, I, I think he was having some issues with that. So uh, and again, Teddy's he's a he's a calming force in the huddle, in the locker room, and. Uh, you saw the guys that were down on the knee because they they respect him not only as a football player but but also also as a person so he he's really won over the hearts of the locker room the and the coaches and you know a lot of people here in broncos country uh and, you know and i'm i'm pulling for him we're all pulling for him i you know 100 percent yeah uh so uh, you know now it'll be drew locke's chance to step up and uh and show what, show what he can do and i think he'll, he'll come in and do a good job
1: the Denver Broncos, you guys were really the first defense, Steve. That Jamar Chase didn't—he didn't get you. He didn't—he he, he got everybody, Steve. I mean, it's one deep ball after another, almost every single week. Yeah, and um, but he didn't—he didn't get you guys. But the guy who did get you is the guy who's been lost in the shuffle, Tyler Boyd. Yeah. He ended up getting you, and to be so. I want you to kind of talk about that, and and where is my man Jerry Judy? Because I've been waiting for him to have the same kind of season that
2: we're yeah. getting from Jamar Chase. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, um, you know, going into the game, we knew that you guys had an explosive offense. You got, got the weapons. And I think in addition to Joe Burrow having a lot of natural skills and talents, mm-hmm. he's got playmakers all the way around him with, with Joe yeah. Mixon there at the running yeah. back position, uh, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Boy, Higgins, and then yeah. – uh, uzoma at, at the tight end because you guys mm-hmm. got playmakers all around the board yeah um and you know we knew we were going to come out and play well and I, we feel like the defense did that um but yeah, yeah. We, we we at the beginning of the season in training camp uh teddy bridgewater was connecting with jerry judy quite a bit we thought they had uh some 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 good chemistry going on mm-hmm. but jerry judy got injured early in the season and i i think uh, i don't I don't know if they've got back to that point, right? It's slow, huh? Yeah, yeah. But you know, really and truly, we—I don't think we've, you know, really um, maximized the potential of any of the receivers. You know, yeah. because you know, both Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and Jerry Judy, uh, all playmakers. Uh, then both yep. fan and Albert Okwebunam mm-hmm. at the tight end positions, uh, they're playmakers as well. But we just haven't been able to. Uh, you know, get a concentrated number of uh, targets to, to any one of the guys. And uh, I can imagine it's, it's probably frustrating for them. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's a little bit frustrating. You know, I'm sure the whole offense is frustrated. Uh, but, hey, I, I don't know the answer. I don't know what, what we need to do to get it get it on track. But uh, yeah. I know Steve, the guys want more targets. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, man, this game was as concerning
1: as any game that the Bengals have had this year because people need to understand the Denver Broncos got a lot of young talent, man. We we just named Cortland Sutton just was awarded a big time contract. Well-deserving, right? Tim Patrick's got a, got an extension. We know about Jerry Judy. I think he's still going to be a star in this league before it's all said and done. Noah Fant is as good of a tight end as you're going to find a young tight end as you're going to find in our league. And so the quarterback is surrounded and Oh, we didn't even talk about Javante Williams. And Melvin, Melvin Gordon, Gordon, man, yeah, exactly. you guys got a tandem of running backs that will rip teams to shreds. So I can tell you right now, for, for a Bengals guy, I was, I was really concerned coming into this game. Now, here's the difference. That quarterback, man, Joe Burrow is special.
2: Yeah, he is.
1: And, and while I like JuLock, I like his daring, his willingness to push the ball down the field. I'm a big Teddy Bridgewater fan. I think he does play a little bit more conservative but he takes care of the football. And, you know, us defensive guys, we don't, we like, (laughs) we'll take take that guy, right? But, man, so I want to hear, you know, Joe Burrow, I know what we see. I want to just kind of hear it. Uh, And many of our Bengals fans, I want to know from a guy like you who's a Hall of Fame player, what do you see in a young quarterback like Joe Burrow?
2: Yeah, he's a young guy. You you can tell from watching tape um, that he's the student of the game. Uh, He knows where his receivers are. Uh, He throws a beautiful pass, and Mm -hmm. and he's mobile in the pocket, and he knows when to run it, uh, knows when not to run it. Uh, And, you know, we were able to get some pressure on him, uh, but, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, he he evaded some pressure as well and was able able to get out of some sticky situations. I remember him Mm – uh, throwing the ball to Joe Mixon on a short short route where we had pressure on him and yeah. also getting out of the pocket and uh, getting a pass down the field. I think it was a holding call on that one, though.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, man, he uh, uh, he, pulled a, he pulled he pulled to John Elway yesterday, and I hear him tell you what I mean by that. And this is a young quarterback in his second year, and I remember, man, if John was the kind of guy that if he saw you was in two-man, and all the underneath cover I, guys turn their back to it. He yeah, did great right, exactly. He'd take over hey. us. You, you saw Burrow do that yesterday, right? right? <laughs> and, and as a safety, you like, run, run. I know, run. man. <laughs> I know. And so that, I think that's just playing at a very high level. I try to get some of the Bengals fans to understand how this guy's got a football IQ of a veteran quarterback. And that – That really bodes well for him. I got one last question, and we'll kind of get you out of here, man. A couple of weeks from now, the Bengals are going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know you guys know all about what it's like playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. Back when you played, you guys were beating up on the Chiefs. Now no, Chief- I would
2: say all the time. It was it was, it was back and forth,
1: it was wasn't it? And forth. Yeah. And now they've been beating up on the Broncos. I checked, man. They've been, they they don't want 12 in a row against the yeah, Broncos. Yeah,
2: you yeah. guys got to
1: do something about that, man. Yeah. But how, how does the Bengals beat a team like the Chiefs? What are they in for? What are some of the things that you really got to pay attention to in, in, in terms of playing complimentary football? How do you beat an Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes football team?
2: Well, so first off, uh, you know, you got to contain Patrick Mahomes uh, because in the clutch situations, either he's going to run the ball or he's going to hit Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey, two yeah. of the greatest offensive weapons in the game right that's now right. That's uh right. and yeah. Clyde Edwards Soler is, is running the ball extremely hard mm-hmm. uh and they have a good offensive line man they 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 they, they have a squad and you know they had some problems early on in the season but it seems like they're picking up momentum that's right. right at the perfect time for a season this is the time when you want to be peaking and and they're doing that uh so yeah the big is going to have their hands full but The way you guys play on defense, uh, the weapons that you guys have on both sides of the ball, Mm -hmm. though, uh, I think you got to dig deep just like you did against the Baltimore Ravens. You know, the Ravens are a great ball club as well. Um, If you guys come out and are hitting on all cylinders, um, you know, anybody's beatable, you know, on any given Sunday. That's right. That's (laughs) right.
1: That's right. You know, I I always say when you're playing against a coach like Andy Reid, a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, Steve, the best defense – you got to keep him on the sideline, man. When you right. run, when you run yep. the ball, when you run the ball on him, Patrick Mahomes over there can't get on the field. You're playing keep away. You win in time of possession. Right. Your offense has to help your defense in a game like that, right? To, yeah. keep, to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, that means your offense can't be scoring quick or having three and outs, right? right. They've got to sustain drives. To, it goes a long way into helping the defense. And the defense is now rested and healthy. And if you keep the ball, if you limit the number of snaps um, for Patrick Mahomes, it's kind of like in baseball. The fewer at-bats, man, exactly. the fewer opportunities he have to hit it out of the park.
2: No, I think you, you're you 100% right with that. Uh, fortunately, we were able to run the ball against them. Just yeah. offensively, we weren't able to you know, put the points up that we needed. That's but I thought exactly our defense right. did right. keep them in check. Kept Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. I think we had like a 10 or 12 minute drive. And, That's right. You did. Uh, yeah. It was super frustrating for them. And you can see Mahomes on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. the side That's where you want uh, him. He don't like it. He's man. on the field. He's going to be. He's, he's That's, gonna right. Some savage. <laughs>
1: That's right. That's right. He's going to do his thing. Hey man, well, I want to thank you for taking the time to join me. We appreciate you. Appreciate all the great work that you're doing in the Denver community. I have ties in the Boulder and Colorado area, man. I know how much they love you there because you've been such a, a great representative and such a great professional. We appreciate you uh, taking the time to join us on the Believe in Bingo podcast today, okay?
2: Hey, what's up, man? You know, anything for you. Uh, you know, every time we talk, we always have great conversations and uh, we got to catch up more. I appreciate you having me on.
1: All the best for you, man. Take All care right. and something. we'll see you soon. All the best. See you All soon, right. Man.